0: Ah, I love this hike. I know, it's amazing, but I don't have my Fitbit
1: on, and my cell phone is broken, so I feel like totally disconnected from the world. Like, do I even exist? Your activity is not being recorded. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 19 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in
0: Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los
1: Angeles. In this week's episode, Sarah and I discuss doing press. We recently attended the TCAs and being comfortable in that environment, being able to sell your show, it's so important. And that sales muscle is crucial in so many
0: industries. Yes. And then we will answer a listener question about the importance of social media. And this week's Hollywood Hack is an app that will help you find your favorite
1: show. Plus, we will dish on all the celebrities we saw during the TCAs. But first, we have a couple announcements and an update and a special guest. Yes. Who we will get to momentarily. Yes. Um, But we wanted to remind everybody we are having a meetup. March 3rd at Idle Hour, which is where we had it last year. It's a bar in North Hollywood, really cool bar. It'll be at 5 p.m. Sunday, March 3rd. Join us, and we're all going to put our words of the year on scraps of paper and put them in a jar and um you know have a little pep talk yes and after which we are going to explode
0: yes and other people can do their words of the year yes, yes. in dramatic
1: fashion so please join us march 3rd at 5 p.m. at idle hour and then we are
0: very 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 excited to announce our first happier in hollywood writers retreat
1: yeah this is huge oh my gosh sarah okay it's it's happening Yes. It's called How to Get and Keep a Job as a TV Writer. It's going to be April 6th and 7th in Ojai. Um, all the information, of course, is on our website. But shall we just talk a little bit about it?
0: Yes. Well, first of all, we've found an amazing property. Yes. Um, Rolling
1: Thunder Ranch.
0: Yes, in Ojai. We're going to have workshops where. You and I will workshop the first five pages of people's scripts.
1: We're also going to do sort of mock showrunner meetings where you get to come up, sit with us, have an actual meeting, short meeting, and then we will critique you, as we say gently but honestly, to tell you, you know, what our impression would have been of you and if we would have been inclined to hire you from that. Sit down and give you pointers about how to best present yourself. We're going to help you hone your story yes. for those meetings. We're going to have, a, of course, a mock writer's room. Yes, for the fix, which yes. will be fun. Of course, tons of question and answers. You can ask us anything. We are here to tell you everything we know about how to get and keep a job as a TV writer. So anyway, it's a limited space yes. um, because there's a lot of one-on-one time, so we can only have so many people. But go to our website, happierinhollywood.com, for all the information. I'm so excited about that. It's hard to move on. I'm just super excited it's about huge. our retreat. It's huge. <laughs> We've been wanting to do this for yeah. at least 10 years. Yes. So It's happening. It's happening. Explode. Woohoo! Okay, Liz,
0: now for our update. We wanted to revisit the notion of having a why because we got so much... Feedback on that segment. So we're going to share a
1: letter that we got from a listener.
0: And then we have our special guest.
1: Yes, to tell us her why. Yes. Okay, well, this comes from Steph. She wrote, I'm a longtime listener and loved your focus on last week's podcast about having a why. I wanted to tell you about my friend Chris, who is doing amazing work to help women elevate their stories. She's coined the term whyography and is guiding female entrepreneurs to lead with their purpose and how they tell their stories. Instead of a typical biography that runs down their educational and professional backgrounds, she's helping women create a biography that talks about why they do what they do. Chris came up with this idea while working at a nonprofit women's economic development agency and seeing how hard it was for women to confidently articulate their purpose, which of course affected their ability to get capital. Chris owns her own communications company, but this is her real passion project, and she's investing a lot of her own resources into whyographies and giving grants to female entrepreneurs. Just thought you'd be interested to know about this idea of whyographies to build on your discussion last week. Well, I love that having a whyography. And I mean, it's just like we say if you lead with your why, everything else will follow.
0: Yes. And supporting women entrepreneurs obviously is something that we are fully behind. Yes. So they have a website, myfounderstory.com, where you can talk about biographies and learn
1: about biography workshops. It's pretty awesome. Check it out. Okay, sir, it is time for our special guest, someone who is made herself known in our Facebook group partly because she has the best name in the world. So everyone's (laughs) always like, who is this woman with the name Pepper Reed? Hi! Hi. <laughs> Hi, Pepper. Uh, Pepper is one of our biggest fans, I guess we would say, our, our most passionate listeners. That is definitely true. And so, Pepper, and uh, you had a birthday recently. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yes. And in this discussion of why, we wanted to talk to you because you made a big move to LA recently from Oklahoma City. And I think you represent a lot of our listeners, people who are either trying to change a career to get into the business or, are you know, you were in the business but in Oklahoma and now you're breaking into the business in Los Angeles or we have, you know, aspiring writers, et cetera, et cetera. So tell us your why.
2: So uh, I am from Oklahoma. I was working as a script supervisor there for the film industry, mostly indie projects, and I was listening to the podcast, one of your very first episodes. And you said, if you want to be in a writer's room, you need to be in LA. So that was the why I I was like, crap, I have to move back to LA. (laughs) Because I lived here for almost eight years, about 10 years ago. So I had to come back. And that started me thinking about how to get that done. And it took about nine months before I actually got to move. But uh, yeah, so that's a year ago. Wow. A year ago tomorrow, you said? Yeah, the 22nd of February. So a year ago tomorrow. So your why is to be a writer. Correct. A writer-director. I didn't fit in growing up. I really didn't ever feel like I belonged anywhere. But I did really connect with the characters that I would read in books and that I would see in film and television. There were... um, I wanted to feel that connection. And so mm. I write from the old me, the the young me who didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. I write the characters that I would have connected to, to give the young me someone to hold on to.
1: Well, that's um, a big why right there.
2: <laughs> when you have to feel your
0: why pretty deeply to uproot your life
1: and move to a new city—
2: yeah, 3,000 miles. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I want to hear how it's going. I mean, a year is nothing, really. It's, oh, my God. It might feel like a long time, but I want to hear how it's going. And also hear if you have any advice for people out there who are thinking of moving. Because we hear from who listeners have a similar why. all the time. Yeah, who are thinking of moving to L.A. to be writers, directors, actors, producers. I'd love
2: to hear your advice. So I've started a writer's group that's so that great. was one of the first things I did. Yes. Most important thing you can do. Of yeah. course. So after I s- you move here, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I started a writers group that started in April of 2018, so it's coming up on a year. And I just recently joined a second writers group which I write a lot of fantasy and paranormal. I use the metaphor of the other of have like if you can connect with a vampire, if you can empathize with a mm-hmm. werewolf, then you can understand your neighbor who Mm -hmm. doesn't, you don't necessarily understand. So my second writer's group, everyone in it is focused on sci-fi, paranormal. So I think that's going to be an interesting additional way to look at things. Yeah. So that just got together at the beginning of February. I have been entering all of the fellowships, entered three so far this year. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah, I did HBO, Access, Imagine Impact, and... Sundance Episodic, I just did that yesterday. There's those three. I've been doing a lot of the networking things. And then following up on the people that I meet at the networking things, like working on making actual connections, not just superficial connections, I think that's really important because just because you meet someone and give them your card, like, yes, I have purple hair and I have the name Pepper, so I do (laughs) have a tendency to stand out, Um, but you know, you want them to remember you a year from now. And people are more likely to do that if you've had coffee, if you've had lunch, if you've Mm -hmm. met up at a couple of different times. And so I've been forging real friendships, because I think that's more important than superficial connections. Well, and we always say it takes three to five years.
0: Like there are people who move here and think in six months or a year, they're going to get their big break. Mm -hmm. And that just I was going to say it never happens, but it rarely happens, like yeah. really rarely happens because people have grind. to do exactly what you're doing. You have to kind of, yeah, put in that legwork and build your network and write, and write and write and write and write and kind of just the more you do, the better your chances. So it sounds like you're doing all the right stuff.
2: I I feel like I came prepared as well. I'd been in the film industry for six years working as a script supervisor, so I had some connections already with that. That was one of the first things I did was have coffee with every single director and producer I'd already worked with. Mm. And then also I'd been writing all of that time when I was living at home. There are film industries other places There's not writers' rooms other places. If you want to be a writer, you have to be here. But if you're wanting to get some experience actually on sets, there are commercial shoots and indie films and industrials that are shot everywhere. I've worked in Arkansas, in Kansas, in Texas, in Oklahoma— So, like, you can get some experience before you make the big move.
1: So that's a good advice, Mm -hmm. takeaway advice, is if you can't move yet or you're thinking of moving, try to get some sort of experience in the industry, even if it's not writing,
2: just so you sort of get your feet wet before you move here. Right. And, you know, you can write anywhere. You need to come to L.A. with scripts already in hand. Like, they may not be perfect, but you have something. Yeah. So you can write no matter where you are. Like, all you need is a piece of paper and a pen. <laughs> you exactly. can do that anywhere.
1: Or ideally, a computer and final draft.
2: That, that <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Pepper, thank you
1: so much for joining us today. Thank you for um, being such a great voice in our Facebook group. And um, we are glad you made the move.
2: Thank you. It's been, it's lovely meeting you. Well, meeting you again, because I met you at the meetup <laughs> last year. But thank you. And I hope to see everyone at the meetup on March
1: Yes. Pepper's the one with purple hair. I (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk 7, which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's doing press. Yes. And this is not just a TV writer
0: thing. Everyone has events or meetings where they have to sell something.
1: Yes. And it's particularly prominent in our minds right now because our show is coming out March 18th at 10 p.m. on ABC. (laughs) And we just had the TCAs, which is the TV Critics Association gathering, where the TV critics from all across the country and world – Come to a hotel in Pasadena for like two weeks, and every day it's a different network talking about their new shows. So we, of course, went for ABC Day, and ABC talked about all their new shows, and we had a panel. It was us and Marsha and all of our cast, and they could ask us questions. And that was a chance for us to really sell the show. And it's quite intimidating. It really is. Doing press is not something that we do naturally. We've really had to kind of learn how to embrace it.
0: Yes. So we thought today we would talk about sort of how we approach it now, Mm -hmm. um, which is significantly more calmly than Mm -hmm. maybe 10 years ago. Um, And part of that is because we really prepare Prep is key.
1: Yes. Starting with, let me just say this, hair and makeup. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, we did our own hair and makeup. We didn't know to ask for hair and makeup. Yeah,
0: for TCAs, yes. For
1: TCAs, yes. Now we would never, because here's the thing, your picture gets taken a lot, and those pictures will live forever and pop up for the next 20 years. No, if you Google us, oh, God, it's so mortifying. Those pictures from TCAs, 10,
0: 11 maybe years ago now, pop up. And I'm just like, oh, why didn't I have my hair and makeup professionally done? Yes. Why?
1: So one trick we've learned is if you're doing a lot of press where your picture's going to be taken or it's going to be filmed, really do try to have your hair and makeup on point.
0: Yes. And... If someone is getting you a makeup artist and say they're doing your hair, Mm. know that you should
1: also go to dry bar. Yes. When they say hair and makeup, it's really makeup with like a hair fluff. Yes. You really should either, if you're a person who can do your hair yourself, make sure you do it or go and get it blown out and done either that morning or the night before because the hair... Makeup person will not have a lot of time to spend on your hair,
0: and I will say I am a convert to Dry Bar. You've been going to yes. Dry Bar for a long time. This is not an ad, um, <laughs> but I went for TCAs and I was nervous. I thought, Oh God, I'm going to get the my tie. I'm going to look ridiculous.
1: Nope, looked great. Looked, looked fabulous. Great, I have to say, matching my tie. I can pull
0: off a my tie.
1: Okay, now that's about how you look, which yeah. matters. But more importantly, almost, or as importantly, <laughs> what you say.
0: Oh, so I was going to go to what you wear.
1: Oh, what you wear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about
0: what you wear. <laughs> because you want to be comfortable. Yes. You have to look amazing, but you're going to be walking around a lot. Yes. If you're wearing stilettos and you're not used to wearing stilettos. Right. You're walking around the hotel, you're, and it's distracting. Yeah. And this goes for other selling things kind of events. Like if yes. you have to do a meeting where you're selling something to a client and you're not comfortable, that's also Or bad. if you're
1: at a convention, you know, where you're on yeah. a convention floor all day selling your product, you don't want to be wearing shoes that like make your feet cramp up. Yes. So
0: while you do wanna look amazing and professional You really also have to prioritize comfort.
1: Yes. You know, Sarah, I've recently bought my first power suit. So I'm going to be breaking that out at some point. And it's super cool and it does look comfortable. Yeah. I think it's going to be very comfortable. Yeah. All Uh, right. Now we can move on to actual content that we've covered appearance. Okay. Here is my advice do not just assume because you know your product really well that the words are just going to flow. If someone asks you a question, you're just going to have a ready answer because, hey, it's my product. Who knows it better than I do? No, you must prepare. You must study talking points. You must think about what you're going to say and ideally practice saying it.
0: Yes, and I will say the ABC marketing team was fantastic with prep. Yes. We had a pre meeting with them. We talked about kind of how we see the show, what we think is important to get across. Yes. They kind of summarized that in a document, added some things that they feel are important. Mm -hmm. And then we not only had a document about it, but we had a phone call about it where we could talk about it and discuss any questions. And I really felt prepared going into TCAs for everything we were going to have to talk about.
1: Yeah, and what I love is it's like we want people to watch the show, and there's things we think really sell the show, like the fact that it has a lot of twists and turns. So they really said, well, let's emphasize that. It's Mm -hmm. just like bring to mind what you want to get across about whatever it is you're trying to sell. Because if you forget in the moment, there's no do-over. Right. You know, I mean, you have this opportunity to communicate, so use it. And something else that
0: I was really impressed that the ABC team did is sort of prep us emotionally in a way. You know, like there's this moment in TCAs. They kind of announce you. You walk out on the stage, and people are clipping mics onto you, and there's this audience of, you know, 200 critics looking at you, and it's just silent. Awkward. It is awkward, and if we hadn't been prepared for it, it could have
1: thrown us. Right. They said, don't worry, it's just an awkward moment, everybody's used to it, like, it's, it's fine. And then we're like, oh, okay, this is just the process. Yeah. Knowing the process is always helpful.
0: And people aren't going to clap because it's not like a, you know, television academy panel. Right. It's a critics panel. Yes. So you're ready to kind of just be in that environment without getting thrown by anything.
1: Um, now, one thing I also want to mention, Sarah, in terms of prep is if you're like me and you're really anxious about public speaking and you, <laughs> your breath gets short, your hands shake, your voice shakes, think about taking a beta blocker. Talk to your doctor. See if it's right for you. I won't go into the whole thing because we've discussed <laughs> it on this podcast before, but it helps me immensely. I had like an alarm go off, you know, set to remind me an hour before the panel Take my beta blocker.
0: Well, and it helps you with what I think is the next thing we should talk about, which is be who you are,
1: Mm, right? Yes. The
0: beta blocker helps you just sort of relax. Yes. And be yourself. Yes. And that's one of the best things that you can do in a selling situation. Yes. You know, like, we really—we have such an amazing cast, and they have a fantastic dynamic. Yeah. And we really wanted— their dynamic and our dynamic with them and with Marsha to show on the stage. Yes, And just being conscious of that before we went out there was really important.
1: Yeah. You know, I think there can be a tendency when you're doing press to try to be too vanilla. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like a blanding down because you don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. But you're right. It's so important to be yourself and let your personality shine through because that's what gets people interested. Yeah. And it also helps to have a secret weapon. It does, which we had one. Yeah, Marsha Clark yeah. It was our secret weapon. The woman is so dynamic and compelling and such a pro. I mean, come on. Yeah. She makes it seem easy. I recommend everyone bring Marcia Clark to uh the whatever event they they're, they're sell- whatever they 're selling i don 't care if it 's insurance or a house. you know Marsha is a great weapon to have yes um, and then Sarah, you know i 'm even planning to go get some actual media training. Yes. I met a woman who does media training. you can practice with a teleprompter she videotapes you so you see how you look in terms of the way you 're sitting, and she helps sort of. Condensed talking points. So I'll do that and I'll report back. Okay, I cannot wait to hear. Final point on this is for a lot of us, press is key to our success. Mm -hmm. Especially in television, there are so many shows. You have to do anything you can to stand out, to break through. So rather than, even if you don't like press, too bad. Embrace it. Embrace it. Learn to love it because... You need to use every tool, and it's just not smart to not use everything at your disposal. So, you know, get your hair and makeup done and go out there. Yes, and
0: if feelings of being an imposter creep in, kick them to the curb. Ignore them.
1: Do it anyway. Yes. Coming up, we've got a question from the mailroom, but first this break.
0: And now it is time for our mailroom segment, in which we answer a listener question about the entertainment industry. And this week, we got a really interesting question from an actor.
2: Hi, Liz and Sarah. I'm Claire. I'm an actor based in New York City. I have a question about social media. So I'm often asked at auditions for my Instagram handle and various other social media. I was wondering if you guys look at that when you're looking at potential actors and like Is social media something that I should really be paying more attention to? Anyway, I love the podcast, and you guys are great. Thanks so much.
0: This is a great question, and the short answer is yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sort of goes along with our discussion about the press. Yeah, We do look at how many Instagram followers people have. I mean, we just do. Yeah, And especially, like, a guest star role and, you know, all choices being equal and one person has five times the number of Instagram followers and we know they're going to plug the show on their Instagram, we might choose that person over another person. Yeah. Now, I, I will say that we would never in a million years, cast
0: someone who wasn't the right person for a role based on their Instagram following.
1: No, we wouldn't.
0: It really isn't all things being equal. Yeah. But casting directors will say, this person has 250,000 Instagram
1: followers. Or this this person person has has 20,000.
0: Yeah. um, This person is an influencer.
1: Yes. And it matters. Yeah, and also it's just, like, as your career progresses... It's just so good to be able to connect with fans. I mean, to be able to say, hey, guys, you know, I am on this show tonight or, oh, watch my new series. I mean, our cast, luckily, are all so great about promoting the show. And I appreciate it so much because, again, we want to do whatever we can to promote our show. So I think it's just a reality. I mean, look, we tell writers the same thing. Mm-hmm. We think everybody should be paying attention to their social media. I mean, we're not great about it. Like, as we say, you know, as I've said, like, I still can't figure out Instagram story. No, you're much better at it than me. I'm trying, but you're much
0: more active than I am.
1: I'm more active than you are, but wow. I'm not. I I don't do stories. I, you know, I we need to both up our game. Yes, we so do. So this is a good reminder to us as well. Yes, <laughs> But, yeah, the short answer is get your social media game going.
0: Yeah. Again, it is not the most important thing if you're not prepared no. for an audition and you have 800 bazillion followers. It's not going to matter. Why not give yourself that edge? Why Use not every
1: tool. Yes.
0: Make yourself the inevitable choice.
1: Yes. Uh, good luck, and hopefully um, we'll see you in an audition for Season 2 of The Fix. Yes, and we'll follow you on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> And now, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood Hack. And this week, our hack comes from our listener, Carol. She emailed, try the app called Just Watch. Enter the name of any movie or TV show, and the app will let you know which online service has it available and the cost. It includes subscription services such as Hulu, Netflix, as well as pay-per-view services such as Apple, Amazon, etc." It is such a time saver for me. No more searching each service for my show of choice. Also, I often discover that the show is available on one of my subscription sites, so I don't have to pay for it on Apple. You can even click through directly to watch the show. Well, Sarah, I mean, this is genius. Amazing. I have wasted probably hours right of my life searching
0: around for various shows on my Apple TV.
1: Yes. No, this is so good, and I love that you can just click directly then onto the the show, because yeah. that's so convenient and that you can figure out what you can watch for free.
0: Exactly. Like, I just looked up Mad Men for you, Liz.
1: Since yes. I'm I know doing a
0: rewatch. Always want to see Mad Men. And it's like, you can get it. It says right here, you can stream it on Netflix and all of the different places where you can buy it if for some reason you would rather buy it.
1: This is great. So thank you, Carol, for telling us about this. It's an app called Just Watch. We will be using that for sure. Absolutely. You can, people can at some point look up the fix and see where they can see the fix. Yes, I like that. (laughs) Next up, we reveal this week's celebrity sighting extravaganza. But first is break.
0: Okay, Liz, now it's time for this week's celebrity sighting, which is actually celebrity sightings.
1: Plural. So many. Because we were at the TCAs, and it's not just writers there, as we mentioned. It's all the casts. So all of these actors, especially the day we were there from ABC shows, were milling about um, this hotel in Pasadena, and we got to see tons of people. And there's so many of them, and we're so,
0: like, in our own kind of world (laughs) that I wasn't even processing all the people we were seeing part of the
1: time. I know. Luckily, Mary was there, and she was really paying attention. She was like, this person, this person, this person. (laughs) Um, do we want to just list some of the people we saw? Yeah. Ava Longoria, Scott Foley, Lauren Cohan, Lake Bell, Dax Shepard wearing P- overalls. <laughs> Pam Greer, cast of the new Party of 5 who maybe aren't all celebrities yet but will be. Will be soon. Damien Bashir, Oscar winner. That, that was, was a huge. Good one. You know, what well, I have to lament something so. Mm. Okay. I was in the same building as Colton, The Bachelor. Yes. And I did not see him. Yeah. You were crushed. I was devastated. <laughs> yes. When I found out, I, we were talking to Maren Dungy, who plays uh-huh. CJ um, on The Fix, and she had talked to him. I'm like, The Bachelor? Of course he was there. Of I course. mean, And had I, like— thought about it, not been, of course, my own head about right. doing press for the show and caring about the show, I could have gone in search of Colton, but I was just so in my own head, it didn't occur to me that he would be there.
0: I know. You know what? I actually think that it's good that you didn't know, uh, because <laughs> that would have become just immediately your first priority. It you is would have so been true. like, the fix?
1: Whatever. I must find Colton. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's probably best, but yeah. I, it just, I am kicking myself, I nonetheless, because it's I would have a- loved to see colton and chris harrison i'm sure was there as well Ugh. now i've seen chris harrison out oh, and yeah. about yeah. but i'd like to see him again right.
0: but mainly colton mainly colton
1: <laughs> so anyway that was fun yeah um it was also fun because a lot of the time like we were getting our makeup done and these you know people were in the next chair yeah so it was a really fun um day of celebrity sightings was. and then of course the whole cast of the fix And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and please subscribe if you
0: haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed and everyone at Cola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound.
1: Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And big thanks to Pepper Reed for joining us today. We're very glad she made the move. And of course, thank you to our assistant, Mary Merkins, expert celebrity spotter. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, I keep telling everybody, like, I'm going to up my appearance game. Like, I'm going to look great from now on. But I have to figure out how to actually do that now. I have no advice. I need an expert. (laughs) There. (laughs) Who can I hire? Alison Fanger. She would be helpful. From the Onward Project.